0: This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your hosts, Chris Spear and Andrew Wilkinson. Each week, we'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. This is episode 10, a mini episode. This week we had chefs Mark O'Neill and Chef Dre come in to record their full episodes which will be airing over the next couple of weeks. Both of the chefs work in the metro DC area as personal chefs doing a little of everything including both meal prep and special event dinners. While we had them both here at the same time we thought it would be fun to talk to them a little bit about their businesses. We talk about the difference between meal prep versus dinners Pricing, how to connect with your fans and followers, and I talk about Kevin Kelly's 1000 True Fans. I think this is a great mini episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Also, I wanted to give special thanks to Jug Bridge Brewery, this week's sponsor. Jug Bridge is located at 911 East Patrick Street in Frederick, Maryland, and they're currently open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So please give them a try. And now, here's the show.
1: All right, we're going to jump into it. Um, we're here yes. back with the oh, on there too. podcast. We're doing a little mini episode right now with Chef Marco Neal and the urban chef, Chef Dre. Uh, just call me Uncle Dre, baby. Uncle Dre, baby. Just call me the bass guy. And the yeah. bass guy. That's a oh, <coughs> man,
2: that's a Shout, shout out to all my bass people. Y'all know who All
1: right. So the, the thing I wanted to talk to y'all about today, um, I see on your Instagram that both of you do it, is meal prep. I am I don't know anything about it. So I kind of just want to... I mean, I know what it is, but what's it take? I'm
2: going to break it down because I get this question a lot. Break that shit. And uh, I just want to say it once and for all to get it all out. Um, The number one rule, don't spend your own money. Everybody tells me, oh, I can't afford it. I can't. uh, How do I do this? Don't spend your own money. Take pre-orders, invest in yourself. Make the food first. Spend that first set of money. Make about 50 plates. If it's not going to anybody, it ain't going to anybody. But present your product. Show people your product. Make sure it looks good. And then after that, people start inquiring. Once they start inquiring, require a deposit. Once you get that deposit, you can start your business for free. You do not have to spend any money. That's the misconception people think that they have to spend money. I don't have the money. I can't afford make them pay for it. If you present the product correctly and it looks good enough, they will pay you. They'll give you a deposit. I never spend my own money. That's just about game. Mine. That's game. game. That's it's game. not a a right game right there. Boom. I just told y'all. So something now y'all sure. know how to milk it. Yeah. Can I cut someone here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. So I'm a sad I might be dressed up, but yeah, I'm still with the shits. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, But yeah, don't spend your own money and when you present your product, present it the best you can. Um, I see a lot of people they can cook, but their presentation is sloppy, uh, or their 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 content is not quality. So if you don't have quality, clear camera work, it's not good lighting. It's not going to matter. Uh, people are not going to people eat with their eyes. I heard you guys talking about it earlier. They eat with their eyes. So present them the best product possible, and they'll you'll get the the clients. Um, and another thing I'll say about clients is uh, follow up with people. I treat. I'm a salesman. On top of being a chef, I'm a legit salesman. I sell myself. I contact clients. I contact people on the regular. If I see you pop up on my timeline, I see your kid doing. Say, hey, that's cool, you know. And every, next thing I know, they're like, oh, I forgot about Chef Marco. Let me hit him up for some meal prep. Build relationships with your clients. It will pay off in the long run. You know, it's just like being an artist. Build your fan base one fan at a time, and you will be successful. And that's what I did. I literally built my uh, clientele from the ground up by keeping in contact with people, doing things for free. um, And now it's all starting to pay off.
1: You know, that just reminds me of um, something I hear a lot on this other podcast I listen to, but behind every great, they're a restaurant podcast and we're not really that, but it, they say behind every great restaurant and I'll say behind every great business is a great person. You know what I mean? It sounds like you, you legit care about people. Like if somebody's coming to you and they want to, they're, they're supporting you buying a product, you check in on them, do something for them. Like the, show that you care about Legit,
2: people. um, I built my clientele by like genuinely caring about my clients i literally check on people i i do everything i mean this is how i look at it you you get on instagram all day long sometimes i don't even send them a message if i see them on my timeline i'll just go like five of their pictures i'm staying in their face they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hit me back they're gonna oh Chef marco when are you selling plates again what do you you know what my girlfriend got an event I need you to cater it. I wasn't even thinking about you though, but when you came by my page, you dropped five likes. I remember that event you did for me a year ago. You know, just—I mean, it's—it's it's simple. There's no secrets to it. If you—all I can speak on is being through social media. My whole up, uprising is through social media. I can't—I can talk about the industry. I was in it for a while, but my success as a chef came through social media. So I came here today to spread light on that and to tell other people that are trying to use their social media to m- make money, I'm going to legit tell you how to do it. I don't need to. Uh, I'm not afraid to tell people because I know number one, half of y'all are not going to put into work anyway, because it is work. Checking on people is work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I do uh, Christmas cards every year. Like, I have addresses for everyone. I sent out 125 Christmas cards last week and hand signed and like little notes each because that stuff matters. And like, every year people be like, oh, I just got your Christmas card. By the way, like, let me get some gift certificates for your service. You know, it takes time to do that and effort, but those are the things. Like, I do things like I had a customer and I went and did a party at her house and I brought a two inch full size hotel pan. And she's like, that's really cool. I wish I had one of those. I came back home, I went to the restaurant supply store, bought one, it's like $5, wrapped it up in Christmas wrap and drove to her house an hour and 20 minutes away and just like left it on her doorstep with a card and came home. Like she's a repeat customer, but like, and and you have to be okay with even if she never hires you again, that you still did it. Like if you're going to go home and like three months later still be stewing about how you bought that woman a hotel pan and she never hired you again, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like that's the kind of stuff you just have to keep doing, I think.
2: Also, with social media, I've learned to be genuine. Like, if you're not doing anything genuinely, people can see it. So, like, sometimes people do giveaways or people do um, just things to try to generate uh, business and it's gimmicky. Just do it from the heart. Like you you said, you could have recorded that and been like, look, I'm leaving this lady a gift on her doorstep. Um, And I had to learn that from Dre and people being around me because they know I'll be ready to record something. They're like, "Mm, maybe that's not. You know what you need to put across. But I've learned by being genuine and just doing stuff out of uh, your pure heart. And like you said, being a good person, it translates into your business and to what you're trying to do. So I say just be passionate about it. And um, the biggest thing I want to get across to is, as chefs, we have to become businessmen. We have to learn the business side. That's the hardest part for me. I know how to cook but I, w- I didn't know the business. I didn't know numbers and I was constantly underselling myself or overselling myself or I just I was struggling and I was putting in money and I'm like well, wh- why why did I spend this much and only make cuz I didn't know how to calculate food costs. I didn't know how to calculate my labor. Um and sitting down and learning that and just being like okay, I can't just be a chef. I have to also be a businessman. I have to learn how to budget my money I have to learn how to uh, about my credit learning you know right now I'm building my credit so that I can open a business without spending my own money once again it's about not spending your own money but um, especially I'll say for minorities we always are looking at other people and we're like well I my family doesn't have a heritage or my family doesn't have a business that is passed down to me and you know what Billy doesn't either but Billy has the knowledge and billy knew that equity he could use his equity to get a loan for a business um it's all about having the knowledge it's not always necessarily about having heritage or your parents having money because i think as minorities we use that excuse a lot well I, my parents don't have a bunch of money to give me to start a business or to buy a food truck or to you know and we kind of take that and we, we just work in restaurants or work for somebody else for the rest and of be, our lives being
1: hungry like that, we can- Mm-hmm. You know, when you get stuff handed to you you don't you don't take it this no doubt way. you no gotta doubt work for it and you're hungry for it like yeah the the most beautiful shake that so um i wanted to ask you Dre, though, you said that marco put you on he put you on a game to the meal prep thing what do you think um what was like the main <clears throat> the main thing that that got you into it you know what i mean like what what's the main game that he gave you that that made you want to do it well,
3: the main game he gave me about meal prep. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I had it, I had always wanted to do meal prep. So I had uh, a young lady hit me up and ask me, Hey, Chef Dre, I see your food all the time. Do you do meal prep? You know, I wanted to get games. So I didn't know anything about it. So Marco, we were real close. I said, Marco, what can you tell me about meal prep? I texted him, called him. I kept bugging him about it. And he, the one that he told me was, Keep it simple. <laughs> it's like, don't try to do too much. It's one of the things that you can't do too much. And you have to just make it easy for yourself and when he told me that I was like I want to do like 50 different things you want some lamb chops, some baked fish you want all this and Mark was like great like how you gonna do that by yourself I'm like I'm like Mark I got you you don't got me this time you know what I mean but at the same time it's about keeping it simple but but having those flavors you know what I'm saying making somebody want to be a repeat customer and keep coming back so I learned from him was
0: just keep it simple but like we were off mic earlier, and we asked if we if you thought it was worth it, and would you? like... Hell no!
3: It's not worth it. <laughs> <Hell> no. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's not worth it if you have a little bit of clientele.
2: um So, Neil prep? Oh, microphone! I think. See, this is when it comes to building your business. It, it's just like being an artist. I took it like okay. Before my passion was 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 rapping for this. And I remember literally having one fan, having one person be like, when you dropping a new song? Just one person. So I, I, I was like that with my meal prep. I had one client and every week he wanted meal prep. And what I would do was I would post the food I made for him. I would make it as pretty as possible. And at first I thought I was wasting my time because I was like, off of this one person, I'm really not making no money. And i am I'm, I'm, it's not worth it, but literally after about a month or two of that, I got two people Then I got three people. So I think it is worth it. You just have to be willing to put in the grind. I think the main thing I can say about that is nothing comes overnight. You you literally have to put in the work.
1: You have to. Right. right. Well, That's what i saying about it, where basically like time you hit, it's like it's gonna feel like you're never gonna hit. Oh, and that's never another thing. Hit. Yeah,
2: I can say that too. Um, I literally was like not getting anywhere. I think I had a thousand followers, barely had a thousand followers, and um, I had one video that like hit a hundred thousand views, and it was at a, it just happened at a time where I was literally about to give up. I was like ready to be like, "Fuck this social media shit. I'm wasting my time." Um, what am I doing this for? I only have like two or three clients, but I was trying to make it look like I was booming. And um finally something just clicked. So yeah, stick with it. It sounds cliché as hell, but stick so with it. So how
0: important is followers? Cuz there are a lot of people who have a lot of followers who haven't been able to convert that to business. You see people all the time who got 10,000 followers and they can't even pay their bills. So like, uh, how do you make that happen or can you not make it happen? It's just, you know,
2: you have to actually have a connection with your followers, like I said, you have to check on them, you you have to have an actual relationship with them, um, that's all it is, if I have 500 followers and 300 of them I'm actually in contact with, that's more valuable than having 300,000 followers and I, and I don't follow any of them back, I don't talk to any of them, I don't have a, a relationship with any of them, it's all about relationships, the numbers, they really don't mean anything, it looks good. But I know chefs that only have five thousand followers, and they have they make way more money because they're in contact with they're actually in contact. With yeah, I've like I've like I have, like,
0: have twenty five hundred followers, and you know this is my full time job, and I make as much money now as I did working yeah. for a job that I had for ten years. I don't need. Yeah, it's you know, not about the numbers. There's a there's a guy, and he wrote a uh, it was a famous blog post. It was called a thousand a thousand true fans. Um, it was the founder of Wired Magazine. He said, You don't need ten thousand or a million. He said, You need a thousand people who love what you do. He said, Like, look at the Grateful Dead. I'm gonna put out anyone in this room listen to the Grateful Dead at all. Anyone? Um, I- a little bit, but like, not really. But like the people who love them go to every show. They follow them and will go to like 50 shows. They'll buy every bootleg, like, every piece of merch. They don't need to be the top of the charts with Old Town Road or whatever, like that. They just need those people who are super passionate. It's the same thing, like. Instead of going wide, going deep and just kind of Mm, looking at like like who like who are those like who are those (laughs) who are those people that you're gonna connect with and instead of like trying to just spam out ten thousand people, like really like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like connecting one-on-one with these people. But did you have like one piece of viral content? Because you have over twenty thousand followers, which sounds crazy. So like, did you have like one thing that popped that really put you on, and then it snowballed okay. from there? So,
2: so I'm I call myself an entertainer. I do other stuff as well as cooking, but cooking is my main avenue. But a video that went viral it was my was my son. It was me, me and my son brushing our teeth together, and that video got like a hundred thousand. And after that, my um, my business kind of grew because of the exposure. So I can't can't say it was the food, but once they saw that video, they then came to my page and saw the food. Um, Oh, and another hack I could say that really got me business was I targeted the area that I wanted to service. I found the chefs that were kind of popping in that area and I followed every single one of their supporters. I didn't steal them. I just followed them. If the people chose to follow me back and use my services, that's what they did. But I followed if I if I saw a post uh, like Crab Boss, um, Chef Tobias, Chef JR, my mentor, Kiss the Chef, uh, even even Dre, because at the time, Dre had had more followers. than me, I followed everyone's followers. All the people, if they if they did a post and that like got a that post got 100 likes, I'm following those 100 people because I know they're active. So, and that's how I got a lot of traction too. That's how I got my core, I would say, base of people in the DMV because I reached out, I followed them, you know, and that's how I built that relationship on okay. top of having the followers for uh, me and my son just being goofy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds like some smart marketing right there. Like, you know what you're doing. Oh, I'm all about
2: the marketing. Um, This is a long line for me. I had My, my space was popping back in the day. So I've been <laughs> doing this for real. I've been... <laughs> Working on social media for a long time, I had a pop in my space back in the day. I remember all my friends like, "How did you get so many?" So you
1: understood that. I understood.
2: understood I always understood marketing, and uh, just that's why I do the things I do. It's always a method to the madness. Um, you gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You gotta be willing to spice it up. Um, but that's just me. That's not for everybody, but that that it works for me. You
1: know. Yeah. So the last thing I want to touch on with this meal prep stuff is um, it usually is based around, like, like a health conscious, You know, like mm-hmm. when, when I see meal prep, most of the people actually doing meal prep are, like, people trying to cut weight in the gym or, like, their power lifters or something like that. Is that kind of – is that right where you're at, or are you doing meal prep for just everyday people that aren't really conscious about that as much? Uh,
2: what I'll say is your, your meal prep has to be based in something. It has to be based on some type of trendy diet. It just has to. Um, because it's gonna, you're gonna be more appealing. You know, if you try to go against the grain and oh, I'm gonna, do no, fall into the line with something. Um, I, and just choose what works for you. I fell into line with keto meal prep. All my, all my meal prep is, my thing is, is gourmet keto. I call it gourmet keto meal prep. And I've stuck with it. I haven't switched it up. I, some people are mad. They're like, why doesn't the meal prep get mac and cheese? Why doesn't, because they know I can make these things, but I'm like, nope, my meal prep's keto. If you don't want that, then you don't want my meal prep. You'll have to utilize me in other ways. But like Dre said, it's keeping it simple and find a handle. Find something that, if you want to do the Southwest diet, do the Southwest diet. But do something that's going to make people be like, oh, I heard of that. Let me get that from you. Mm -hmm. Um, Have a theme, is what i say. Make sure it's important.
1: Do you have a theme for your meal prep?
3: Um, This is a for mine's most times the people that inquire about my, my meal prep are uh, those looking to gain weight. So for those trying to gain weight, I'm doing bigger portions and I'm I'm starch heavy most of the time, a little bit more starch heavy and a lot of protein as well. So um, I just keep, mine just trying to keep you gaining weight, right? and, right, and I, I, mean. I try to keep it fun. <coughs> I need to holler at, you. Yeah, yeah, holler at me, uh, holler at me trying to get you gains baby. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I keep, my, mine's just fairly new as well. Like I said, Marco told me the game and um. So I keep it simple. But if you're trying to gain any weight, I got to, I got to good food for you. If you're trying to gain weight.
1: And then, as far as uh like frequency, do you have, is there different plans or is it just like you're meal prepping for five days a week, lunch and dinner, is that kind of just across the board how it goes?
2: Yeah. Once again, keeping it simple. I just do five days a week, two meals a day. I've gotten offers to uh, people want me to do breakfast, people want me to do family plans, and all this. Don't complicate it. Find something and stick to it. If you're going to do seven days a week, do it. But don't variate because you'll just confuse yourself. You'll stress yourself out. I stick to five days a week, lunch and dinner. If you don't like that, it's not for you. I can't. You can't bend. As, as uh, we retailers, our chefs, whatever you want to call us, business people, we try to bend and break for every single client. Just try to find your demographic and your niche and stick with that. Um, I do five days a week. That's it. I'm not gonna switch it. Period. But that consistency, people know when they come to me, they
1: know what they're gonna get. That makes the most sense too, because what people need it for mm-hmm. when they're working, you know what I mean? Or, or yeah, take your two cheat days. Right? Yeah, do your own thing on the weekend. Y'all got time to cook on the weekend. Everybody's got their job during the week, and that's when you need the milk.
0: How much do you have to discuss pricing with people? Because I feel like people have no idea what pricing like what pricing costs, right? Because you know, when you're when you're doing this, like it doesn't it's not a quick thing. You have to do a lot of work, you have to shop, you have to plan all this. And I think people think, well, you know, what is it, like ten dollars a head for a meal or something, and they have no idea. So how much do you have to educate your customer about pricing and cost? I would
2: say I'm not gonna go into too much of why anything costs what it costs with the actual client, but I'm gonna make sure that it's it's efficient for me, sufficient for me. Um, but I'm really not gonna break it down to them. But you just you have to have your prices ready. Another thing I'll say is have a uh have like a preset message because you'll get the same questions a lot, and it makes no sense. Um, and I'm speaking from a social media standpoint, it makes no sense to dm every person and type it up have a preset message and i have that in my notes that i just copy and when someone's like hey how does this meal prep work i go copy that message and i and i paste it it takes me five seconds and people also um, giving up game they're like oh my god he took time and responded to me and it's like yeah it took me five seconds i copied and pasted something so that keeps you from Uh, stretching yourself out, but have it all typed out. Have your pricing typed out. If you want to break it down, that's a good way to let people know. If you want to say, well, it costs this much because I have to pay. This is what labor costs. This is what food costs. This is what my time costs for shopping. You can actually have that breakdown, but just have it already typed up. So when people ask, Copy and paste.
0: Do you break it down or is it all inclusive because I see a lot of people who are like well I charge my customers for the groceries and then I charge them an hourly rate and then some people kind of bundle it together and say like this is what it costs for the meal. Like I, I'm very much in favor of like here's the price. This is what it costs for both the service and the groceries instead of saying like well give me $200 for the groceries and then like $25 an hour to cook. Like do you prefer to bundle it or kind of let it break down and let them see labor versus food cost?
2: I say bundle it. Once
3: again, I we'll want to keep it simple. Bundle it. What you uh, think? I'm saying bundle it times 500, yeah, 600. I bundle it. it. You ask me a question, I'm going to tell you this. Hey, this is my price. And I feel like yeah. once I start explaining too much, then I'm not sure myself. Mm-hmm. Look, hey, this is my price. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know what type of food you're going to get, and the experience you're going to get as well with that food. If you like it, that's Cool if you don't like it, hey, no love lost. You can book me for another event, or you can book me for something else. But I feel like when you start explaining too much, and they like, Oh, well, I can work him, or I can mm-hmm. to change that price.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Jared.
0: So, why, why do you think it's worth it to do meal prep versus exclusive like dinners? You know, because what I do is personal chef, like, all I do is high end dinners, and I'm charging a hundred dollars a customer, so like for my mm-hmm. time. I go out and do a gig tonight, it's 10 people at $100 a head, that's $1,000. I can do that every night, five, seven nights a week. So why would you opt to do the meal prep when you could probably go out and do the high-end dinners and play on the high-end, or is maybe that your end goal and you're just not there yet? I mean,
3: that's, that's a stuff for me, you know what I'm saying, I appreciate that question. Um, I feel like you should have different revenues coming in. So. If I'm slow one week, I ain't getting these calls for these high-end clients. Hey, I know I got a consistent 150 175 coming every week for meal prep. So I know that's the money that I get every week. These different clients and these different events are not always going to be consistent. You have your slow days, you know what I'm saying? You think about summertime. People are gone out of here. So August is really slow for private chefs, a lot of catering. And I feel like, but you have that meal prep. That's the one thing good about. I know what I'm gonna get every week from you because you know we've signed this contract and you told me, "Hey, I want this many meals per week at this price." So it, it never changes, and I know what money is coming in. That's mm-hmm. one thing I can know. I, that, I, I right. can count on that money coming yeah. in. I can't count on you saying, "Hey, yeah, I want I want to book you, drink for a event of 200 people." Oh yeah, that's cool, definitely. Da da And then you, nah, I, I think I'm gonna change. That. I don't want to do it anymore. But my meal prep, you meal signed pre- this contract. <laughs> I, we both understand that, hey, this is what you're getting. If you want to change anything up, if you want to switch the protein that week, you contact me. We change that. But I know it's consistent money coming yeah, in. It's cash flow.
1: It's, uh, it's almost like meal prep is almost like mailbox money.
3: Yeah. Like, you
1: still got to put in work, so it's not like you yeah. wrote a book and you just get paid for the last 20 years. but At the same time, I would ask you because if I'm not wrong, you're working. I mean, you might have to shop on one day, but you cook all your meals on one day, right? Probably Sunday. Yeah. So, right so I could ask you, Chris, how come you're not doing meal prep?
0: because it's not worth my time because I'm doing like three to four gigs a week making you know I can pull in four thousand dollars a week doing four dinners like there's no time doing meal prep that that's going to be worth it I'd rather I'd rather work hard one two days a week and spend four or five days a week marketing building my clients and I'll put this out to everyone like no secret this is what I do like right now the Airbnb thing is hot find the Airbnbs because they do an event they're doing events every single day, like almost all my business. Like I'm putting all my time, like go on Airbnb's website, send four hours and look at all these places and DM the owners and be like, here's me, here's what I do. Who are you using for chefs? When people book your place, keep me in mind and just go on. Like find them on Instagram. I we're talking off mic. Andrew and I, I literally just got an email. Someone said, Hey, I fa- I'm gonna be booking this place. It's an Airbnb. I found them through your Instagram because you did an event there. So now I've booked it for January. I want you to come out and do a dinner for me. You know, that's the thing because people, all the bachelorette parties, that's year round. You know, gatherings with your friends. It's not just holidays and stuff. Every single weekend of the year, people are doing events and they're renting these like really cool, hip Airbnbs all over. And those places... Because I'm seeing more movement and experiential. Like people are buying these cool farmhouses in the middle of wine country, right? There's no restaurants. So people are going to come from D.C. or Baltimore to stay in this, like, cool little farmhouse and go wine tasting. Where the hell are they going to eat? They need to hire a chef. So you're actually doing a service by contacting the owners of these Airbnbs and saying, listen, you look like you got a cool spot. I'm sure you got a ton of people who come out there every single weekend to do wine tours could you put my info on your website so that when people are looking at spots, there's a chef, that's your business. That's the, that's my whole business. Like I don't mind right now coming out doing a dinner for two. It's an anniversary, but like my whole business model. And once again, Andrew will tell you like we were at this mansion in West Virginia. We cooked for some soccer players. Like she was on the, World Cup winning team, she plays for Orlando Pride, Allie Krieger, shout out to Allie for listening. It was her bachelorette party, and it was like 12 girls, and they wanted to have a good old time and go do some wine tasting, but they wanted a chef to come in and do like a full-blown dinner in this mansion in West Virginia. I could do that every night of the week, you know, but, and so then after the event, then you got to reach out to the owner of that Airbnb and say, hey, I was at your place on Saturday. Um, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I would love for you to keep me in mind for when you have other events. Now you're like the exclusive chef with that place. That's how I run my business. Like, I don't want to be doing meal prep. So, you know, I, like I'm an open book. I tell people all the time, I'll share all my knowledge. That's kind of what's working for me. Um, and I think within our group, then we can all be capitalizing on each other's things so that when this Saturday I have a gig and someone contacts me, if I can't do the gig, I want to post it up to one of you guys and say, go take this. So we can start job sharing. We can stop using Thumbtack and Angie's List and all these referral things that charge 30 to to $100 a gig. I think there's enough love to go around. I think you had said it. like There's enough love and business to go around that we don't need to be hoarding all that. If I can't do a job, share the love. That's my two cents. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: We're almost at a
2: dollar now. Between the four yeah, hold one. on. But, but, but to big up meal prep one more time. The <laughs> only thing I can say about it too is the convenience of cooking in your commercial kitchen and not always necessarily having to travel in that. Like, for example, I can do my meal prep and help my son with his homework. So that's one of the reasons why meal prep works for me, because it allows me to still, I'm doing, I'm working for my business, but I'm still being able to parent and do other things too. So that's a part of why meal prep it's such a, I can't let it go because of the uh, flexibility that it gives me as
1: well as the consistent uh, money.
2: Just to bring I'm me back
1: off that. I might get into that just for the cash flow, to be the honest. Cash right? flow, I don't see anybody out here. In Frederick, I don't really see anybody doing that. I mean, unless they're doing it for themselves. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of people that are doing it. But anyway, we're going to sign off on this. Um, thank you, Chef Dre, for sticking around. Thank you, Chef Marco, for putting in your two, five, uh, 20 you. cents
2: yeah Appreciate i put in that 50
1: cent piece yeah it was a lot Gotcha. Um, <laughs> if you got anything to add to this conversation um as a listener or whatever definitely shoot us an email or hit us up on the instagram or whatever chefs without restaurants chefs without restaurants at com. and thanks for listening catch you later
0: thanks for listening to the chefs without restaurants podcast and if you're interested in sponsoring a show Let us know. We can be reached at chefswithoutrestaurants at gmail.com. Thanks so much.